0: Uh, so this is Philip from Rave the Requiem, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious
1: Podcast.
2: Brutally delicious.
1: Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast? I am Bruce. I'm Chris. And,
2: and I today, like soft porn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I thought you were a soft porn engineer. <laughs> That's going to make no sense to anybody listening, but follow through to the end, and I guarantee it makes some sort of sense, and you're going to listen to Chris a whole different way. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, get Philip on the line, and let's see what he has to say.
0: Sounds good. All right. So, uh, what are your guys' names? Could you please repeat it one more time?
1: It's Bruce. The one you have to remember the most, because I have the button.
0: It's Um, Bruce. Okay. Bruce I'm, is the one with the button, sure. I'm Chris, the and, most uh, important. Bruce is for Virginia Bruce, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we got. I'm and, Chris. Uh, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm Chris. I'm the I'm, most I'm... important aspect of this show because I you're am.
1: You're recording. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> and strangely, <laughs> and even though
2: I'm Canadian, I'm actually also in Virginia, but just in a different location than Bruce.
0: Oh, all right. So you're a Canadian in Virginia. All right. How's that working out for you? Do you Uh, feel welcome?
2: I do, yeah. Virginia is a welcoming (laughs) place. And in the spring, it's
0: beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, it is beautiful. I've seen some pictures. Uh, A friend of mine actually used to live there a couple of years ago. He was married to an American wife and worked there for like two or three years. And uh, he took some pictures uh, from his house and it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. like stunning nature it is yeah and virginia yeah. in the
2: spring i i often say i don't think you'll see a, a more beautiful place than virginia in the spring problem not
0: problem not
1: and if you like to get out in the woods and do that sort of thing as i do there's plenty of like you know real trails that you can get lost in for the day and it's great <laughs> <laughs> oh my god check this out That's wonderful
2: so i've only been here for like two years i went golfing last year in virginia and like all, right. all of a sudden I, we come up on a civil war graveyard and it's on the golf Ooh. course And it's like, it's like this (laughs) monument and there's a civil war graveyard. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This this Wow.
0: This is metal. (laughs) That is definitely metal. And I believe that some of the last, some of the final battles in the American civil war actually took place in Virginia. Am I right? Or was it Texas?
1: No, Uh, no, you're you're right here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was in Virginia because that's where you guys draw the line, right? I think Virginia, they were a part of the, the Dixie. Right.
1: Yeah. So there's actually yeah. uh the Confederate the, the White House of the Confederacy is actually right by my job here, about ten minutes from my house. So all when right. they seceded when they seceded, that's where they had, you know, the South White House.
0: Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, cool. Virginia Virginia's, the, they, Virginia's right.
2: changed a lot since then.
0: <laughs> oh uh, thank God, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's the, try and what? steer this. Let's here? try and steer this.
2: We haven't introduced let's, Dale yet.
1: No, Dale, say hello. Hi, Dale.
2: I guess we lost Dale again. <laughs> no worries. Uh,
1: hang on, he said he called. <laughs> he'll, he'll get back. Um
2: Okay, let's so, get started.
1: Let's get started. Let's talk about why we're really here. Tell us a little bit about if you were gonna do a two two sentence boardroom pitch about Rave the Requiem. All right,
0: about? that's sure. A boardroom pitch. Well, yeah. Uh, Rave the Requiem is an amazing band, because what we're doing is industrial metal music with lots of, lots of uh, symphonic elements, gothic elements, and really catchy hooks, uh, which means that we're mixing it up with pop music. Uh, we are uh, like prophets of the new age, so uh, Rave the Requiem is the band for you if you like really cool, modern, electronic rock music with really catchy choruses.
2: You know, nice. I, I, I was just listening to Crack the Sky before we got on. And, ah, cool. And um, one thing that, it, this is kind of a weird thing to say, because it doesn't sound like progressive rock, but it has some of those elements of like the surprising things that kind of, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, like, it's just pounding and then uh-huh. all of a sudden there's these choirs and synths that happen and you're like, what, where did yeah, that well- come from?
0: You know? uh, well, that that actually makes perfect sense, because um, um, people ask me a lot, like, what kind of music do you listen to? And people expect me to listen to really harsh industrial music like Skinny Puppy or Frontline Assembly or uh, Rammstein. But honestly, I mean to Rush. I think Rush is one of my favorite bands, so that makes nice. total sense. Canadian Rush, Good Canadian, good Rush, Canadian band. Room. Yeah, I know that. And I was devastated when Neil Peart, yeah. the best drummer in the history of the world, died a couple of months ago. Oh, it was Uh, sad, wasn't it? It's so sad. It's so sad. And
2: and and you know, that's the second real like huge Canadian musician that died of brain cancer recently. Which is yeah which is really weird. But um yeah. But uh Neil Pert that like my Facebook feed was nothing but Neil Pert for like a week after he died. Yeah.
0: You know? Same here. Same here. Um yes that's cool. But but, probably are more or are coming cause, because of the coronavirus thing. So don't worry. Lots of people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> lots of immemorials are coming up, guys. <laughs> yeah, what's it, like,
1: what's it like over there for you? Uh, uh,
0: you know what? It's not that bad, actually. Uh, uh, I think, well, I don't live in, in Stockholm because Stockholm Stalk- is uh, um, it's a pretty bad place to be right now. Uh, lots of infected people, and it's growing uh-huh. pretty... Uh, but I live in the south of Sweden and it's a fairly small city. Uh, and I think we only got like 11 or 10 uh, cases here right now. So it's not that bad at all. We're not in quarantine or anything like that. Oh. Oh.
2: Dale, are you there? Dale. Bruce, just tell him to quit interrupting us. All right.
1: Yeah, I'll tell <laughs> me to quit.
2: So you're not in quarantine then?
0: I'm not in quarantine. So,
2: yeah,
1: yeah
0: you no. Know, I'm a producer and a musician, so I'm pretty much always in quarantine. I know so. <laughs> everyone's like, uh, uh, everyone, I'm so, not in additional quarantine.
2: <laughs> somebody asked me, "How's my life changed?" and I was like, "Well, I bought more beer to get through the time when I have to <laughs> when well, I can't go shopping." But other than that. I'm just sitting in my yeah. studio working all day, so I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a pretty harsh wake-up call for any producer or a musician or creative person in general. Like, this is, I mean, my life basically hasn't changed at all, and everyone's <laughs> online writing about how devastated they are. They're not allowed to go out anymore. Their lives have changed drastically, and I'm still here, and I'm doing the same things that, I'm do- that I was doing a couple of I, months ago, yeah. and that is pretty fucking sad to realize. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on guys you're talking about this coronavirus but i mean what's new guys
2: yeah like i, I made a joke the other day to a friend a producer goes into the studio january 1st 2020 they come out yeah. january 1st 2021 and everyone's just yeah. like oh my god so much has <laughs> changed and you're like oh really <laughs> like,
0: What what's changed yeah What's new? I mean, my life is pretty much always adapted to the fact that the bubonic plague is outdoors, but it's not, but it's a, as it was, you know. So, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So when I was talking about going out into the woods before, that's not your thing. You're you're more into the studio.
0: You know what? I can enjoy the nature. Sure, I can do that. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, because um, you know that. I mean, up here in Sweden, it's pretty cold. Um, not specifically in the southern parts for example we didn't get any snow here at all we got like five or six days in total um, of snow down here in the south so mm-hmm. it's not that bad but i'm a summer guy you know i enjoy really good weather so i can oh, enjoy yeah. the nature sure i can do that but i prefer to travel in that case so I, i'm i'm not always into cities for example i've been to uh the us a couple of times i've been to san diego three times and i've been to uh, jacks no it wasn't jackson it was orlando and a couple of other places in florida and mm-hmm. the nature in the south is amazing as well as the caribbean nature is amazing oh, the yeah. southern oh, yeah. nature is amazing so the answer would be yes i do like the nature but not particularly the scandinavian nature <laughs> Gotcha. So, which is sad that's pretty weird <laughs> that you guys didn't get a lot of snow this year don't you usually get a lot of snow um yeah we kind of do but then again we're in the south and we're pretty close to denmark and pretty close to the north of germany which is close to the mid-european weather so it's a different thing is if you're up north let's say that you live in stockholm and further up north they always get snow weeks before we do down here because sweden is an extremely tall country Uh you know um so so, i mean it there's a difference definitely i mean it's still cold as a polar bear's ass sometimes <laughs> but, <laughs> I, <laughs> but but i will manage down here and i wouldn't want to live further up north i want to stay here in the south because it's a little bit a little bit milder and in general milder winters which makes life easier in general
2: so how has this whole coronavirus affected uh your band
0: uh it actually has affected the band quite a lot unfortunately uh and i mean i think we're pretty well off i mean i th- we're gonna have to cancel and this is actually not official yet but um we're having a tour in ukraine in at the end of april but as things are are looking now we're not going to be able to pull it off i yeah. mean it, it's just not going to happen because even if we were to go there i don't think that many would show up at all because yeah. people are so afraid nowadays and especially in eastern europe They um, they're not that affected yet, but still people are really scared because they're reading a lot about it. So it's still like hidden territory for those guys, and that you know makes people even more afraid. So no, nobody's going to show up, and it's just a waste of time and energy for everyone. So um, you guys, yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I was finished.
1: I said, are you guys doing anything or thinking about doing anything different to interact with your fans? With the case of not being able to interact in a live setting like i know people doing like live facebook feeds or live youtube feeds or something like that yeah um
0: well you know we've, we've been thinking about it but the fact is that we're we're in the studio right now uh working pretty hard on the fourth upcoming album uh which means that there's not a lot of time to do anything else basically i work pretty much every day really hard in the studio editing stuff and uh uh like sending stuff back and forth with the um with the additional producer and mixing engineer so i mean we're um um, the workload is just massive nowadays so there's no time really but but maybe uh, uh, it depends a little bit on how things play out here let's say that lots of shows later this summer the festival gigs are canceled because that's actually what i'm the most worried about for example right. the fact that we're playing on at uh maryluna a pretty pretty fucking big festival in uh in germany mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> we're playing main stage this year which is a pretty cool thing right yeah absolutely. um yeah so um i'm pretty worried about that because that's a big thing in our world um and it's definitely a big step forward career-wise um so i'm worried about that and if uh, you know all of those festivals were to get canceled then yeah i think we're gonna do something else for for the fans because we need to you know keep the band alive you know let the world know that we're still out there you know we're still a band we're still active we haven't died you know you've got to show the world some signs of life
1: right no i agree yeah let me uh let's check gail are you there Poor Dale. <laughs> poor Dale. Things,
0: things aren't really working out for Dale. No, he not. sent
1: me a message. He said he can hear us. I was gonna give him a shot again. Um yeah. Well, Dale, just for a little reference, Dale is one of our listeners, and we just kind of brought him on during this uh home not working. We figured to bring him on and you know get a little listener interaction. So
0: yeah. sorry it didn't work out,
1: Dale. Um, oh, poor Dale. So <laughs> poor Dale. I'm here for you, Dale. Okay. <laughs> Nice. um, what do you guys uh when you guys are writing? Are you guys writing? I mean, you're all in the same place. Are you writing in the studio together, like in the old school way, bouncing things off each other, or are you emailing stuff and taking advantage of technology?
0: Um, well, to be honest, I'm I'm pretty much the only one who's doing the uh the composing thing. I write all the music and lyrics, and I produce the entire album, uh, and I produce um like all music, Um, but I would say that the whole cooperative thing uh, starts when it's about to arrange the music, because that's when I want a second input, for example, from the drummer, like, do you want to do any fills here and there, like, do you have an an input on the percussion sections, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, to begin with, uh, I usually spend like a year in total just working alone in the studio, um so it's it's a pretty lonely job but like after about a year i start to record and i well i i start the recording sessions which means that i'm about to record guitars and then i also send stuff to the bass player and he's recording bass from his home studio and i'm working from my home studio so we're a pretty digital band you know what i mean yes. um, yeah so that's how we're working but we actually spent the weekend uh in Örebro, which is a swedish city uh at the renowned metal studio called fascination street studios um mm-hmm. and uh they've been working with some pretty big metal acts like a Marth, dark tranquility baby metal Dimaborgir, um All lots right. of metal acts so they're really good those guys know what they're doing um but we were there and we recorded some vocals and we reamp some guitars because it's always good to go there and actually meet the engineer in person uh it's a creative process which is good and i also need a second opinion sometimes because you know you tend to get blind after you sit a while in the studio and you've been all alone for months you know what i'm saying Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah you get blind for your own music you can't tell anymore you can't tell the difference between what's good and what's bad and sometimes you just overworking stuff like it was actually good before you started overdoing it uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you're not in any state of mind to actually tell what's good or what's bad and more so that's why you need a second opinion um, but I like that process it really works out for us and since I'm the one doing all the composing and all the uh, um, the lyrics writing and so on I think it works it works for us and I'm, I'm I'm a lone wolf I have to admit that I prefer to work alone in the studio and do my my things right yeah
2: that's, that's great.
1: all right cool chris you got what else you got chris
2: i i don't have anything but thanks for joining us today and i'm I'm really happy that i got to discover your band today oh thank you very much yeah. thank you
0: very much
1: yeah yeah this is uh one of the reasons chris has done this i know he usually tells you but one of the reasons he's done this is he's n- hasn't been a metalhead his whole life or a hard music fan and he kind of we met a few years ago on uh the seventy thousand tons of metal cruise and right, he kind of got right. into it and so now i brought him alongside here and he's learning about these bands as we go along so it's
0: kind oh, of cool. okay okay cool so what kind of music were we into before if
2: um, I... like in high school it was like hair metal motley crew stuff like that and then right. in the 90s you know i went full grunge because i the 90s happened when i was like 14 15 so i'm
1: sorry okay yeah so, yeah. yeah
2: so i went through that and then um Some friends of mine started 70,000 tons of metal. And, and, oh, okay, that's cool. And to support them, I went on the first cruise. Uh And that's when I just, this thing happened and I was like, holy fuck, I love metal.
1: Like, (laughs) Andy had the good fortune of meeting me. And I
2: met Bruce there. Yeah. um, All right. All right. And, uh, we've stayed in touch ever since. And then, since then, I've done a lot of, um, uh, like software development and stuff like that. But I'm an audio engineer by trade. That's oh, that's that's right, what I that's what right. I do. But um, I thought you said soft porn,
0: thought it was soft core, yeah. I assume.
2: <laughs> no, soft yes. Yeah. Sof- it would have been embarrassing Sof- otherwise.
0: Like software. who the fuck's doing soft porn anymore? Software. Like, <laughs>
1: he's, a, he's, software. he's a soft porn engineer.
0: <laughs> I make. Like, is anybody doing that anymore? Who the hell watches soft porn?
1: <laughs> Chris is Chris is bringing it back.
0: That's, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That was a thing during the '90s, man. It's so dead nowadays. Come on, people want the real stuff.
1: <laughs> that's like the Lifetime Network or something. Chris is the Lifetime Network star. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God, okay, no, but I, I develop virtual instruments, so, so. <laughs> no, and and for music, for music, not right. for soft porn. I don't develop virtual for instruments soft for soft porn. Right. Right, so developing it's for,
1: for soft porn, right? <laughs> Virtual <laughs> vibrators. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep, that's cool. Soft porn—the only porn which doesn't get you hard. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's, uh,
1: that's
0: amazing.
2: Hey, remember when you were a kid and the magazines used to make you horny? Yeah, with the internet, it doesn't with work that way anymore. <laughs> no.
1: We've gone way off the rails here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're way off track here. Okay. Sorry. Awesome. Thank you very much. That was a great time. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Really
2: good interview. (laughs) And and, uh, and I guarantee you, we're all going to look for soft porn right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do that as well. I mean, it's pretty hard to find nowadays, isn't it? I mean,
1: (laughs) 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 five listeners we have are going to look at it right now
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean search for those erotic thrillers from the 90s you know what i mean yeah. like, well, <laughs> there were a couple of those actually but so
1: yeah. i don't know how we ended up here but we thank did. you for taking it and i appreciate
0: oh, it me neither well i appreciate the interview guys thanks for yeah. having me on the show i really appreciate stay it
1: safe. be well you, guys safe. you too all right, all
0: right. take care yeah. bye bye, bye